Hey, Ginger here. Yes, I got my hair cut. My wife insisted I be, I don't know, presentable for Christmas and stuff. So here we are. And so what are we going to talk about today? I debated back and forth, and finally I decided to talk about that stupid video on Rudolph that the Huffington Post put out. So why am I going to talk about it? After all, it's a couple days old. Lots of people have already talked. You know, lots of people have already spoken on it, but there's something that I think everyone has been missing, and that is the fact that almost everything that they said in that video, from Santa to Rudolph's dad and the, whichever stupid reindeer was the coach that actually came up with the uh, reindeer games line, all of that has been joked about before. You know, my generation, at least a few years ago, started joking about every single one of those things. You know, kind of like, you know, watch it now. And I'm like, Santa's kind of a dick. Yeah, sure enough. Not reading a lot into it, not reading societal oppression into it. Just going, wow, it's kind of a dick. And that coach, kind of a bully a-hole now, wasn't he? And the answer to those questions is yes, of course it is. And that brings up two things. One, something that Dr. Scott Hahn, he is, or at least was, a, uh, a professor of theology at the Franciscan University of Steubenville. Something he said a long time ago now was that whatever one generation jokes about, the next one accepts. Now he is talking about the rat, the leftward, the leftward ratcheting of social values, which is not a word that I like. Uh, social morals, let's call it that. Let's say that it's actually more accurate. And I heard somewhere that, that the whole values language that was invented by Nietzsche or Nietzsche, however you're supposed to pronounce his name. And I'd rather not use a language invented by the same person who popularized the idea that God is dead. So that's just me. So. Anyway, that whole thing with the ratcheting of morals to the left. You know, we start joking about, uh, you know, the example he used was, uh, you know, joking about, uh, you know, sleeping with other people's wives and stuff. And boom, all, a few years later, you've got swinger parties. Just an example that he used. Well, hey, here we are. Here we are. It's the same sort of thing. One generation starts joking about, like, yeah, you know what? That's kind of it. And we're all using, when we're joking about it, we're all using the less PC language and the victimology language and all of that. And we're, we're using it in a joking fashion. We're using it ironically. Like, wow, kind of just taking it to the next level for the purposes of humor. Problem is, what one group of people means as a joke a couple few years later some other idiot decides it's serious and that's exactly what's happened here because i i've made all i've made all, every single thing that they're complaining about in there i've joked about i've pointed out i was like ha that's that's kind of funny in a way no i'm not saying oppression is funny people i'm saying it's not actually oppression it's just funny to joke about how it kind of looked it's kind of it's fun to joke about the idea of it 
in a kid stop motion animation movie and that people could even remotely consider anything like that seriously. And yet here we are. People are now taking what was once a joke seriously. Now, look on Twitter. To There's actually many leftists sort of coming to the, def to the defense of the movie. Now, on the grounds that I would, uh, like I saw something about how it's the annual affirmation of a dysmorphic gender queer duo uh, fighting against society's oppression. I'm like, okay. It, you know, it, you bring yourself into any piece of entertainment. Sure. So, <laughs> and of course, now it's like, now we have to read so much into this. And I do think that the main point of the Rudolph story is, going, is realizing that something that seems bad seems like a curse can in fact be your greatest gift and the only way you'll ever find that is if you is if you kind of embrace it and fight for it but again i, I honestly think even that is almost taking the movie up i don't know maybe maybe not maybe it's not taking it too seriously maybe we should in a sense take art as seriously as the left does you know, as a rule, we should take art as seriously as the left does because it does form us. It does form the next generation. Uh, that's something that actually Jesus did a lot with his parables. He didn't come and educate us with a bunch of facts and, and facts in the modern sense with like, you know, statistics and, and graphs and all of that. And this is true because of all of these empirical reasons right here. That's not what he did. Why? Because yeah, those Jesus, you know, being the second person of the Trinity, understands that that's not really how people are motivated. Most of us, most of us are first motivated by a story, and that's what he did. He told us profound truths, profound facts, if you will, but he did it through story, and that's something that the right has been severely lacking for as long as I can remember we get caught up in just the facts. Facts are good. We need facts. We should be using actual facts in our arguments. But we need to remember that people, most people, are not primarily motivated by a collection of facts, no matter how compelling, especially when you've got the other side openly appealing to emotions. And frankly, the left has mastered the art of using story to push their agenda. We don't need to, we shouldn't use it in a manipulative fashion, but we need to use story to tell the truth. And I have wandered far afield of where I was going to go in this video. <laughs> so uh, back to Rudolph, back to uh, what it says about, especially about society in general, not Rudolph itself, more the, the controversy about it. And it is, there is, this whole victimology thing because that very controversy over okay well what does it really mean what is rudolph really about you've got the right that says it's about now what i just said it's about a couple of people who a couple of individuals who are being told what they're supposed to be by society and who actually use their gifts their natural god-given talents to rise above everyone's 
uh, negative opinions and low expectations of them to actually use those gifts to benefit everyone around them. And it's through that, it's through their determination to not let themselves be entirely defined by society and to use their gifts, not just to say how awesome they themselves are. They really don't do that at any point in the movie. They do that, what they do with it is they, again, they use it and they offer it to help others around them. And it's through that, that they are in fact both Herbie and Rudolph accepted in, you know, in the North Pole society, uh, elves and elves and jolly old Saint Nick and the other reindeer and everything. I'll love them at, at the end because they realize they, they see what their gifts bring. Now, of course, then you've got the left that sees everything in terms of uh, power, essentially power, power plays, power groups, which again makes perfect sense coming from the left, coming from a mindset of everything is a will to power. There is no truth except what I want to be the truth. And uh, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna crib this line that the what determines truth is my ability to convince other people that what I believe is true. Uh, I think Nietzsche said that. Uh, Mussolini basically said the same thing when it came to uh, when it came to relativism and saying that fascism is in fact uh, like the purest expression of relativism. So the left sees sees everything in these terms, in these terms of power, and so they see one group having power over another. And so all they see is the vic the victim part. And then there was another tweet that I saw where it was like, you're, they basically said the only reason that Rudolph was accepted was because his gift could be exploited. Now, it helped Santa get through the, get, get, get through the massive snowstorm and all of that. Well, let's go ahead and say it was only exploitation, except Rudolph wanted to help. He wasn't forced. He was asked. And Santa wasn't doing it. He, he Remember, he doesn't get financial gain from delivering presents. He was, do, he was doing it. He wanted to go out there at all to help to deliver presents to all the boys and girls. Right? What does he gain from that? So how is he exploiting Rudolph by asking for Rudolph's help to help all the children of the world? And not to mention, it wasn't only Rudolph and Herbie that wound up accepting. It was the whole Island of Misfit Toys, which that place is an acid trip. But that's beside the point. The point is, what they did was they accepted all of these toys and went out of their way to find homes for them. These toys, their gifts, apparently offered nothing to Santa and the other elves. So, you know, if we're going to read way too much into this, let's go full bore, people. Come on. <laughs> so, it the whole thing, the whole people talking about it, and I, I hesitate to even attach a word controversy to this because it's going, th this is going to go away in a week, if that. More likely, it's already gone away, and I'm at the very tail end of this and you know just trying to write i'm on the i'm on the down i'm on the downswing of this whole thing but this kind of thing will come up over and over and you know next time it's going to be it's going to be freaking frosty or 
something ridiculous. Uh, in fact, they're, they're, I guarantee you, prediction time, prediction time. By the end of this year, some idiot will make some sort of video about Frost, not just Frosty, whichever one it is where he gets a wife. Oh, oh boy. That's going to happen. And I can't wait to see what they do with that. So on that fun note, I, you know, merry start of what most people consider the Christmas season. I am a Catholic. Uh, technically, the Christmas season doesn't start until, oh, this, until Christmas, uh, which that's maybe next time I'll do a video on that, on the way that Christmas was traditionally celebrated versus the way we do it now. I think that could be interesting and potentially educational. So I think look for either look for that next week or uh, I'm going to have to decide between that one and doing a final, at least final up to this point, wrap up on the sex abuse scandal in the Catholic Church. I've been doing some research on everything that's happened since the Vigano letter got released. And yeah, I'll, I'll decide. Right now, I'm thinking the Christmas season thing because I'd like to do a lot more reading yet on the, uh, on the abuse thing. So until then, I'll see you next week. And by all means, keep fighting the good fight. And we'll be back.